Kim Jong-un asks the citizens in North Korea to please make more poop. And one town demands residents have their appendixes removed in order to live there. And Mexico seized hundreds of thousands of boxes of cereal, claiming that it breaks the law. These are the weird stories from Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. And I'm glad you're with me. I have three strange stories from around the world. Come on. Kim Jong-un asks citizens of North Korea to please make more poop. He wants more poop. He needs more poop. Well, buddy, you just invented the burrito, so just wait a minute. (laughs) Poop is on the way. (laughs) Why don't you invent some more Mexican foods while you're at it for more poop? If you really want to take it to a new level, invent Indian food, as you seem to invent every other kind of food in the world. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm alluding to a story I did last week on how North Korea claims they invented the burrito. (laughs) They even dedicated a mural where they show the moment that Kim Jong-un's father invented the burrito. So they're out of their minds, is what I'm saying. But out of their minds or not, they need manure. North Korea is placing as much emphasis on producing this manure as it is on firing some missiles. It doesn't matter whether the manure comes from people or animals. They want manure. First of all, I don't think manure comes from people. That's only an animal product. We don't call people poop manure. Do we? The quest for the manure in North Korea has reached a crisis level over the past two years as fertilizer almost stopped coming in from China after Kim Jong-un closed borders at the outset of the pandemic. And then in March... The North refused donations from South Korea while demanding an end to U.S. and U.N. sanctions. They're like, we're not accepting your manure. Well, open your borders, bro. Let the manure in. It's right there. You just got to open your doors and the manure can come in, you dummies. And they need to let this poop in because uh, the crop situation is very serious without the annual fertilizer that they normally get from South Korea and these other places. With the manure and not missiles ranking as the first struggle for the new year for North Korea, authorities were essentially pressuring people in North Korea to qualify for what's called a manure pass. Just as South Korean citizens need a quarantine pass certifying that they're vaccinated. I don't know what the hell a manure pass would be. You gotta show everybody your poop card? (laughs) Did you poop three times today? (laughs) It's hard to poop three times. I try. I just don't have enough fiber in my diet. What if I only poop just once a day? I'm not getting a manure pass. Oh, this is crazy. There's quotas on households for producing poop, ranging from 200 kilograms for each household to 500 kilograms for everyone working in state factories. This Really? You're requiring households to show you proof that they've pooped 500 kilograms? Is that a day or a week? I don't even know. Is 500 kilograms a lot of poop? I have no clue. It doesn't really say. It does ask how people are to contribute to so much manure in this country where animals are in short supply is not exactly clear. But the term homemade comes up frequently in reports in North Korean media when they heap praise on the efforts to spread enough manure ever since sanctions and COVID-19 began seriously cutting off the manure supplies from China and South Korea. Homemade manure, by definition, covers manure made from excrement of any kind, be it human or animal, together with weeds, garbage, and even ash rich in chemicals. Presumably oxen, on which farms typically rely rather than machinery to fill the fields, are also a major source of the manure. 
In one district in Pyongyang, according to the media, a cooperative farm spread hundreds of tons of homemade manure. Another district produced 1.2 times as much homemade manure manure for potato farming as the year before. That's good because potatoes are in scarcity in Asia. The North Korean propaganda machine does not frame the struggle in terms of incentives or punishment, but reports on the manure campaign with an enthusiasm usually reserved for missile launches. Oh, they're just going off on the positive manure campaigns. They're not really. So they alluded to that manure card that you have to show, but that's just a rumor, apparently. That would be nuts if you had to prove to people that you pooped sufficiently during the day to go to the grocery store. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past North Korea, though. And, you know, it just doesn't stop here with the poop. Apparently, urine is also in demand. (laughs) The Rural Management Commission in one province instructed the farmers to donate their urine to be mixed into the compost. (laughs) Workers were forced to bring two liters of urine per person per day to mix into the compost pile until a production goal is achieved and had to keep track of their donated urine in a record book on one such plantation. (laughs) What the heck is going on here? Look at the urine and the poop. They're just way too comfortable around this stuff. But I suppose these are the lengths you have to go to to avoid some sort of agricultural crisis. You have to get out there and promote the poop. I'm going to uh, call North Korea and offer them some of my poop. Do you think they'll take it? think they take my excrement? I might not be making enough for their liking. But, I mean, it's good quality stuff, I have to say. I mean, I got a lot of Trader Joe's products running through my body these days, so that's good. <laughs> it's quality manure. One town demands residents have their appendixes removed in order to live there. When it comes to real estate, there's that famous saying that the most important thing is location, location, location. While you want to live in a place that's right for you, there are plenty of other factors to consider. Like if the area that you're moving to has some sort of strange rule and law or maybe even a bylaw. Um, Well, you might even come across a place that has something very extreme. A rule that says you have to have your appendix removed. Oh, this is true. This is the requirement to reside in a place called Villas Las Estrellas. There are 100 inhabitants, and they've already done it. They've had their appendixes removed. But in this town, this actually makes sense to remove your appendix because this town is one of two settlements in Antarctica. Located on Chile's free base, the area is made up mostly of researchers and military personnel. Because of Villas Las Estrellas' incredibly remote location, over 600 miles from the nearest hospital, appendicitis could be fatal to residents since there is no way to immediately treat it too far from a hospital. Therefore, removing the appendix eliminates this risk, and that's what they require the residents to do. Isn't this something? The town boasts a post office, a school, one bank, and other necessary facilities. Living there can be tough because of the limited health care. Pregnancies are actually discouraged because of this. Also, dogs aren't allowed because they could spread diseases to the local wildlife. Wow, a lot of rules here to live on Antarctica. Not that I'm applying to live in Antarctica because uh, even on a hot day, maybe you get to 35 degrees, it says. That's in the summertime. Can you imagine? 35 degrees tops. Uh, 
On the other hand, in the winter, temperatures can get very, very low, dropping to minus 170. You got to lose your appendix and live at 170 below. <laughs> and you can't get prego. So if you can't get prego, how are you supposed to keep warm over here? All right. Apparently, it gets so cold that residents are required to stay indoors during the entire season because they could actually, quote, freeze to death. Who's living here? All the rules and this temperature. Can't play softball, clearly. There is an upside, though. I don't know what that upside could be. The article's about to share it with me. I don't believe there's an upside. But it says that there is. It says, living in Villas Las Estrellas provides an opportunity to see penguins who are rather friendly. That's it? See penguins? Yeah, I can watch penguins on YouTube. <laughs> I don't need to go to minus 170 and have my appendix taken out to see some penguins. It says, of course, there's plenty of skiing and snowmobiling available. Yeah, I have access to skiing and snowmobiling as well. I just have to drive two hours to get it. But it's a lot better than removing my appendix to get it. I mean, I don't know how you get people to move to this place. You're really not selling yourself via Las Estrellas. I don't even know if I'm saying it properly. It sounds like the name of a place you'd find in Mexico. But no, Antarctica, via Las Estrellas, where they have some uh, taco stands. But the workers froze to death, so you have to make your own taco. <laughs> you can't have an appendix. <laughs> what else can't you do? It ends. The, the article's over. I'd imagine there's some other things you can't do at minus 170. Like go anywhere. You can't go anywhere at minus 170. Nope. There's no going anywhere. No, you sit inside with your hot cocoa and no appendix. And you just wait for the penguins to walk by your window. Yay, I saw the penguins. Mexico seizes hundreds of thousands of boxes of Kellogg's cereal because they break the law, apparently. Mexico has seized 380,000 boxes of Kellogg's cereal, including such classics as the cornflakes and that special K. Yummy! <laughs> Both of these taste terrible. You can seize them all day long. Go ahead, Mexico, take them. Cornflakes and Special K. Ooh, you're really hurting us. Breakfast will never be the same if you take away our Special K. Why don't you take away all our prunes while you're at it as well? Oh, how will we recover with you taking these just very desirable breakfast items? Oh, no, 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 no. Next, you're going to take the cream of wheat, not the cream of wheat. How will I have a breakfast without cream of wheat? <laughs> Why the hell did they take all these cereal boxes i want to know it says here they raided 75 stores grocery stores they seized batches of kellogg's products most of the raid took place at a warehouse located just north of mexico city apparently the decision behind this is because the cartoon mascots on these boxes breach recent laws aimed at improving children's diets says here, these laws ban food companies from using marketing ploys in order to entice children. And these particular products, these cereals, contain high levels of sugar, which they deem to be not improving children's diets. And I completely agree. Cereals are terrible. We don't eat them because they're good for us. They're not good for children's diets. They're good for getting everybody high. I mean, it's a high. You get high after you eat a bowl of Frosted Flakes. You don't think you get high? Go eat one right now. You'll be high. 
for like an hour, then you'll crash real hard, and then you need copious amounts of caffeine, and the cycle continues. The Mexican government knows all about this, though. They're like, we're not taking it anymore. You putting you putting those little cartoon people? We see Tony the Tiger. We know what's going on. Lucky Charms. What is that little leprechaun on the box? That's poison you're peddling in that cereal box. Yes, it is. I agree. It's total poison. But we know it's poison, right? We all know this is poison. In fact, if you took the cereals out of the breakfast section and just put them in the dessert aisle, now you're onto something. Just put them in the snack place. <laughs> this is not. This is not a healthy breakfast. It's not the cornerstone of anything except for a sugar high. It's going to lead to a major crash, followed by addiction, and then relapse, and then maybe an intervention or rehab after that. Oh, it's deadly out there. The Mexican government is not having it. The health of Mexican residents is becoming an increasingly important area for concern. In 2020, the southern Mexican state of Oaxaca put measures in place to curb an obesity crisis in the country which was underscored by high death tolls during the COVID-19 pandemic. Lawmakers in the region banned the sale of sugary drinks and high-calorie snacks to children and proposed fines and potential closures for stores that breached these rules. According to a 2020 study, 73% of the Mexican population is considered overweight. Ah, you guys got to step it up. We're like 93% in the U.S. Come on, Mexico, step it up. Kellogg's did not immediately respond to a quest for comment. The cereal boxes that were seized in the raid also reportedly excluded nutritional information altogether. This is what Mexico's Consumer Protection Agency told the media. Uh, the article ends by saying, Last year, Kellogg's workers made headlines after 1,400 workers ended their 77-day-long strike after voting on a new contract that included cost-of-living raises for the employees. I don't know what that, that has to do with anything with this story, except for that it's Kellogg's workers. I'm happy for the workers. Um, but, you know, it's all part of the learning process here. We're just learning about Kellogg's. I mean, and Mexico while we're at it. I, I praise Mexico for doing stuff like this. You got to get a grip on your country's health situation. We have a health situation here. We're not getting a grip on it. Instead of doing stuff like this, we tell everybody that they're beautiful, even when they're about to have a heart attack right in front of us. No, you're so beautiful. Keep it up. Keep going. <laughs> just live on the that diet of uh, fried sweet potato fries all day. I mean, just it's fine. You look amazing. You look amazing. Hey, everybody. I hope you had a nice weekend. And uh, I want to thank those of you who reached out to me. Hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday story. Thanks to everybody who sent me articles. It was a good time. I got some nice feedback, and I appreciate all of you. You can always email me, funnyjones at gmail. I appreciate all your feedback. If you'd like to call the show, 646-450-2012. I'm going to publish an old phone call at the end of this. This is a a fan of the show, uh, Michael Conway, the uh, Illuminarch podcast host. Back in the day, Michael used to call me all the time and and do this. You'll, You'll hear the message. I just really miss him. And Michael, I don't know if you're listening anymore. I don't know where you are, but I would love to hear from you again. You just kind of made my day. You would leave me those phone calls where you, you just you would yell like that. Um, it's hilarious. So listen to that afterward, and let's let's remember a longtime OG fan of the show that I just don't hear from anymore. I don't I don't know where where you are, Michael, but I hope you're hope you're alive and doing well. I got a uh, a negative review on Amazon that I'll read from someone named Edward who gave me one star, just a one star. Okay, I hate that. Edward says rambles on way too much. 
can only get through one broadcast. Boring. Spends minutes on the same subject until it is beaten to death. Weird AF should apply to anyone that thinks this is actually good entertainment. No, no, he's claiming all of you guys are weird AF. I think being weird is a compliment, actually. First of all, your spelling is horrible, Edward. Uh, beaten to death. T-O-O. Death. You know, I'm not going to take credence from any uh, review that I get that was written by somebody who's pretty much illiterate. Um, also only listened to it once and wrote the review. Love it. Didn't give it another try just one time and then took the time to write a review. I mean, what a loser. Seriously. Spends minutes on the same subject. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just want me to read the headlines, Edward? Well, you can go and read the weird headlines yourself. You don't need me. That's what this show is about. And if you had taken the time to listen to more than one episode to get the, the real true vibe of it, you would see that that's what this is. And that's what I do. There's a lot of people doing different things out there, Edward, and they're not for everybody. Uh, not that it's going to do any good by saying these things. He's not going to learn his lesson. This moron. Uh, if you guys would like to leave me a positive review to offset these idiots, please go to Amazon or iTunes. I would appreciate that. You can even leave a, a not a review, but you can give a rating on Spotify these days by clicking on the Spotify Weird AF News page and just giving it five stars. I appreciate that. It's very helpful. I got some Patreons because apparently people think that what I do is worthy enough to actually support me by buying me a coffee or a beer every month. So it must be some value in this, right? Um, someone that just doesn't read headlines. Pretty cool, right? That I take more time <laughs> to create something. Okay, okay. We got Glenn Bullock, who is a very fantastic individual. Glenn, very supportive, uh, fan of the show. Not as much as his wife, Becca, is a fan of the show. And uh, so he, he wrote me to this amazing note. Hey, Jonesy, I'm signing up for your Patreon, not so much because I'm a fan, but because my wife, Becca, is. I think you're funny as, as well, but she's the fan. She's already a monthly contributing member and was so thrilled to tell me about you giving her a shout out while listening to her morning dose of you. In fact, she was more excited about that than when she was about than she was about the time when Louis Black, a comedian, read her question live on stage. Anyway, here's my $2 towards helping you keep on keeping on. So this guy, not even a huge fan. His wife is a huge fan. He's going to give to me just to make her happy. I mean, unbelievable. Glenn, Glenn, I have to say straight up, I mean, you're just really, you're too good. I mean, you're making the rest of us fellas look awful with this move here. <laughs> I mean, is this not the greatest man ever? What the hell? His wife's a fan of the show. She's on the Patreon. He joins anyways just because he... <laughs> Unbelievable. Becca, you married quite a fella. I'm just going to tell you right now. This Glenn Bullock, what a keeper. What a keeper. Man, all the women listening are like, where do I get a man like that? I want a man like that. Join the Patreon just even though I already joined the Patreon. He just wanted, he you know, oh man, he's just supporting the things that I support. That's what I kind of man that I want. Wow, Glenn Bullock. Unbelievable, bro. Really making us look bad. But anyway, shout out to Glenn and Becca. I don't know where you guys are. Please tell me where you are. I'm going to come hang out with you sometime. Uh, also, uh, new patrons. Someone named Lauren. Lauren S. joined the Patreon. Oh, and I looked at her Patreon, and she's supporting like five other things, including other podcasts. So Lauren's like, Lauren's the real deal, supporting people on Patreon. I love to see that. I love it. I love that people are supporting independent creators. It's so amazing. That's what the Patreon's all about. You get to support independent creators because nobody else is. Like, you like something, you like somebody, you get some value out of it, you're entertained by it. Yes, you go out there and you can support that person directly. I just think that's phenomenal. 
Thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate you for doing that so much, so much. Uh, also, we have uh, Sioban McGillivary. <laughs> We've gone through this before. Sioban McGillivary, uh, who I believe is in Ireland. We've had some back and forth communication because I totally butchered her name initially. And so she wrote me to say, hey, you did an okay job with it, actually. <laughs> Not so bad. So uh, and she's super nice. And I'm so appreciative that you join and I, um, all my patrons, I'm just so appreciative. I put a bunch of stuff in over the weekend in the Patreon. I hope you guys all enjoy that. And uh, those of you who are new to the Patreon, just go in there and dig around a little bit. There's a lot of stuff to entertain you in there. You can just scroll through it if you, you know, read the headlines. And if you don't like, if you don't think something will touch you, just move on. There's so much stuff in there. It's ridiculous. Also, big shout out to Taylor Williams, who, who uh, upped his pledge, more than doubled his pledge as well. So big shout out to Taylor Williams. Who, uh, who is on the wall, but it doesn't say, Taylor, your city. You got to message me. Tell me what city so I can put the city. I'm going to put the rest of you on this wall. As you know, if you join the Patreon, I put you on the closet wall. I write your name on there. You're there forever. Or until they, you know, paint over it and rent the room to somebody else because I couldn't afford to live here anymore. You know, this, this kind of situation. But don't you worry. I'll always find a closet to record in or a dumpster or my car. Whatever it takes, guys. I'm never going to give it up. I'm never going to stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Okay, I think I covered all the patrons, uh, and that's about it. If you guys would like to join the Patreon, I would so appreciate that. Support the show. Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews, or download the Patreon app and search for Weird AF News in the app, or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon link and support the show. I love you all. I will see you tomorrow, okay? Okay, behave yourself. Say no to drugs. And, uh, yes, good morning, and if I missed you this morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. And always remember that today has been brought to you by Waffles. Pancakes leaving you flat, Waffles, the sexy pancake. Yes, this is the new man art calling in for Jonesy, calling Jonesy. Hey, hey, Jonesy, are you there? Anyway, I don't, I don't know if I'm here, but I think you might be. So, hey, hey, my friend, I was calling to say, um, yeah, Universal Music decided to destroy my entire podcast, including all our call-in history, back and forth. And uh, so I have no history. So this is first-time call-ins <laughs> from a first-generation anchorite, right? <laughs>